Hello, America, and all over the globe. Oh, what's up, Docs? Firefox News Online is on the air. Got to get the intro going. Uh, yeah. Hey, wrong video portion. Mm-mm-mm. I need to fix that. There we go. That's better. You know what they say. If you're going to start a show, start it off right. All right. So let's see. And let's see now. Uh Uh-huh. Music's. And let's see now, uh, where was I? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Pushing this button and uh, hitting that. Now I just got to make sure I lower the volume quick before you get your eardrums blown apart. Come on. Uh-oh. Uh, pardon me, folks, but uh, I seem to have boo-booed. Sorry for the dead air. I hit the wrong switch. Now, let's see here. Turn that up. And now, let's try it with this one on. Welcome to Firefox News Online, the world's number one Internet radio and Internet video broadcast. The rules apply. No personal attacks, threats, or hate speech will be tolerated in the chat room at any time. If you commit to these acts, you will be removed from the chat room, and your chat will be deleted. Also, if we're using a phone line, the same rules apply. This is a roundtable discussion broadcast, so please, no cross-talking during the broadcast. And finally, the use of media materials is protected by the Fair Use Clause of the U.S. Copyright Act of 1976 which allows for the rebroadcast of copyrighted materials for the purposes of commentary, criticism, education, and news reporting. Firefox News Online Productions and the News Division adhere to the criteria of the Fair Use Clause 100% across the board. The views and opinions that will be expressed in this broadcast are that of myself and those who join me, and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of anyone else or this broadcasting service. And now, it's time for Firefox News Online.
pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. And now, America, it is time for Talking Points. The views and opinions expressed in Talking Points are that of the host and the host alone, and do not reflect the views and opinions of anyone else for this broadcasting service. In tonight's Talking Points, Mayor Bill de Blasio is getting pushback from New Yorkers who are sick and tired of being sick and tired of being sick and tired of hearing the same dumb shit from Mayor Bill de Blasio. And that is nothing but a pack of lies. Well, you see, it started with the George Floyd protests that turned into riots, that turned into looting and pillaging and plundering. Yes, it's kind of reminiscent of the Renaissance era. Yeah, that kind of sounds silly, but it actually fits. What did they do in the Renaissance? During the days of the Knights of Round Table and all that crap. What did they do? They looted, they rioted, they pillaged, they plundered. I mean, it's kind of a given. When you have someone in Chicago saying that stealing someone's merchandise is a form of reparations, you have to question their sanity. Now, getting back to Bill de Blasio and what could be his last go-around, his last hurrah as mayor. If the people of New York City are that fed up with his shenanigans, his antics, his stupid bullshit that's bullshit using the name of Adam Schiff as a swear word like I've often pointed out but I digress the whole thing is Bill de Blasio is allowing his city to burn while he fiddles kind of like the Roman Empire of old and that's sickening that's truly sickening to the people of New York City don't leave just vote his dumb honor ass out i mean it's that simple you know something just because you're registered democrats doesn't mean you have to vote for a fucking democrat okay look at what the democrats have done to this country while president trump has been in office they've tried to impeach him they've tried accusing him of russian collusion they've tried to literally tear the man to shreds But yet here's President Trump coming to New York City's rescue. He's willing to send law enforcement officials from the federal government into New York City to handle the lawlessness because Mayor de Blasio and the council decided to defund, which means they also took away needed services from the police department, such as the anti-crime unit. When you take away the anti-crime unit, what happens? You take the officers that were part of it, assign them to detective units around the city, and, well, they can't exactly be an anti-crime unit if there is no anti-crime unit. So I firmly believe that Mayor Bill de Blasio is a threat to the people of New York City and must be voted out of office. Otherwise, you're going to get more of the same, and it's only going to get worse, a lot worse. I mean, this man has lied and lied and lied and lied and lied 
And it's all about his honor, not you, the people of New York City. So now the question really becomes, if President Trump sends in U.S. Marshals and or the ATF, I mean, look, he has federal law enforcement assets at his disposal that he could send in to New York City, that he could send in to Chicago, to Portland, to Seattle, wherever they're needed in order to squash the lawlessness, the criminality that is taking place all over this country. Now, these rioters are being called peaceful protesters by the Democrats. Well, if they're so godforsaken peaceful Democrats, why don't you go out there when they're at their worst and talk to them? I'm sure they'll be very peaceful toward you. Heavens knows they are peaceful, aren't they? Or are you afraid to face the reality that you're dead fucking wrong? Huh, Democrats? Are you afraid to admit that you're wrong, dead wrong, 100%? Probably are. You, you don't surprise me as the type that would actually surrender and admit you made a mistake in calling rioters, looters, pillagers, and plunderers peaceful protesters. The peaceful protesters leave at a decent hour. The rioters, the looters, the pillagers, the plunderers, they come out after the peaceful ones have gone home to bed. And what about the poor people who don't protest at all, who are just trying to make an honest living, or for that matter, trying to you know, take care of their family, having a job that pays them so that they can go to the store, buy food, buy clothes? Unlike this Atkins woman in Chicago who feels that stealing from stores is the better way to go because they have to eat, they have to get clothes. Uh, stealing the stuff is not the way to go about it, of course, but this is the criminality that's even taking place in New York City. Look at what happened weeks ago when they started breaking into every store imaginable and nobody stopped them, Okay. The police were basically told, stop, you need to stand down like good little toy soldiers of the mayor of New York City. Yeah, that worked out real well, didn't it, folks? Millions of dollars in property damage, millions of dollars in lost merchandise. Yes, they may have insurance a lot of these places, but you don't get it. If they have to close their doors, if they have to shut down their stores, guess what? Their employees are the ones that are going to suffer the most, okay? It's that simple. And this is the kind of shit that's going on nationwide. So New Yorkers in New York City, don't vote for de Blasio again. Vote him out. The time has come to say enough is a fucking enough. Now, I live in the Hudson Valley. I am miles and miles and miles away from you. But, hey, we live in the state of New York. I mean, honestly? I'm in a New York state of mind. So, yeah, there you have it. If Bill de Blasio makes me want to hurl, blow chunks, barf, <laughs> pardon me, well, then you get the idea, right? Don't have to explain it any further. Bill de Blasio has made a disaster of New York City with his actions, or should I say, his inactions. And that is a dangerous precedent. And it sets a dangerous 
tempo for the rest of the country because some folks do look at New York City as the template of the way to do things. Hashtag FFNOP, hashtag FFNOP. Trend this broadcast all over the globe on social media right now. And with that having been said, it is now time, as always, for the rest of the story. Howdy, folks. Me. How y'all doing out there? That's my, uh... That's my email client. Anyway, so like, uh, what's up, peoples? How the heck are you? What's happening? What's good? What's bad? What's up? What's down? What's shaking, bacon? And all that stuff like that there. Okay. In case you haven't noticed, I am I'm running. I'm actually running on zero sleep. So we're going to try and do this carefully. All right. For those of you who are with me in the chat rooms and uh, so forth on the uh, platforms, howdy. Okay, so yeah, New York City Mayor Bill De Blasio doesn't look like he's going to be a happy camper. I mean, the poor guy. I do feel sorry for him, being a Democrat and a moron. And a flake, snowflake that is, and a jerk, and an asshole, and well, you get the idea, don't you, folks? It kind of, you know, goes with the territory. Uh, but I mean, this is the kind of shit that we're dealing with in this country. Stupid politicians doing stupid shit and not giving a fuck. But now, it looks like he may end up getting his ass sued. That's right. You heard correctly. I mean, what do you expect? On the phone line with me at 347-945-5747. I've got the gunslinger from the Lone Star State. How you doing, Gun? Well, actually, it's a hot gunslinger. You got a almost 101 today. <laughs> Lovely. Well, we got up to about we got up to about 93 for a feel like temperature. 88 for for a daytime high. The good news. Monday we get in the summer cold thing, so we're going to keep it about 90 most of the next week. It ain't too bad. I can handle 90. Hey, it could be worse, you know? It could be worse. 
speaking of that yeah, idiot. I, I, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I thought I heard somewhere today that Senator Ted Cruz is demanding his resignation. That is a distinct possibility. That is a very distinct possibility because a lot of people are getting sick of it. And rightly so. I mean, look, I live in the Hudson Valley. I'm like 70, 80 miles north of New York City. Fuck that place. I would not go down there. If my, There's only one way I would go down there. And that's if I were still in the uh, State Guard. That's the only way I would go. And even then, I'm not so sure. New York City's a cesspool. Sorry about that. It's a stinking, rotting cesspool. Devoid of any intelligent life. Because if there was intelligent life in New York City, Gunslinger, they wouldn't have voted for a dummy crap like de Blasio. Now, let's see here. Now, you said uh, Senator Kennedy was asking or Senator Lindsey Graham? Ted Cruz. Ah, Mr. Cruz. Let's see here. Okay, uh, a website called The Intercept. Never heard of it. Uh, and the story came out all, May twenty, uh, May thirty first. Kaiser Health News. Common dreams. But I didn't see anything anywhere else. Oh, wait. Well, there's really nothing here about him, about his... Uh, okay, June 5th, a site, another site I never heard of, Common Dreams. New Yorkers confront de Blasio over the defense of, of NYPD violence as calls mount for mayor's resignation. Over a month, this this story is over a month old, and it wasn't even Ted Cruz. Maybe I must have misread it or something. 
You're breaking like up. I swore it said. I said I swore it said it was Ted Cruz, but maybe not. No, but the the article in question that's for uh, De Blasio to resign uh, was published on Friday, June fifth of this year by Common Dreams, and I never heard of I never heard of this website before, so I don't know how I, I don't know whether they're trustworthy or not. You know what I'm saying? Always remember, be cautious in in what in what you look at because like I've always said, anybody can create a website. Okay. It's just a question of how much is true in the on that page and how much is bullshit. You gotta be careful sometimes. It's really to really ferret out the, the the good from the bad, because some of these sites offer truthful information mixed in with a lot of BS. Sucks when that happens because it, because it's misleading to you know to the person reading it, and if that's wrong. I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? That's just wrong. Now, you want to hear something really funky? Check this out. Now, I'm going to show a... um, I'm going to show a a screen capture from my cell phone in just a moment. And what this screen capture has on it is is a screen capture of an app. I'll explain it when I I bring it forward. Uh, You know... Trying to... See stuff without my cheaters on is a real pain in the butt. All right, let's try this again. Now that I can see what I'm actually doing. <laughs> uh huh. No, that's not it. No, it's not in there. Well, ain't this a ain't this a tr- kicking the kicking the in the uh, mm-hmm. I can't find what I need what I need to do. There. You ever have one of those moments where you know where stuff is and it's right in front of your face you just can't uh, find what you're looking for. Uh-huh. Now, 
Here's the fun part of my day. Trying to find this stuff. But I need And the winner is there. All right. Let me pull this uh, image up on the screen, and I'll be able to screen capture it and share it in the chat room, too. There it is. Now, I'm telling you right now, folks, which are, this, this is an app. This is an actual app you can get. The professional version costs $5 in order to access the information. All right. And I found it to be most interesting because you know how people go to the, to the Department of Motor Vehicles? Their driver's license says their old address, but they moved, and then it, 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 you have a new address, and you have to update the information to the computer? Well, here in New York, they do that all the time. They just don't give you a new license right away. So if a person wanted, in your, wanted to find out where you live, okay, They could do it with this. Now, I'll go to the chat room, and I'll put the link in the chat room to the screen capture. And now let's see if I can put this. Hello, Iggy Mom. Oh, uh, Cherokee Rose, you heard of the, uh, the Intercept. Okie dokie. I'll go and look at it in just a second. Uh, let me see here. What, what was I doing? Oh, yes. Uh, there, there, and there. Now, take a look at this screen capture. This is a driver's license scanner app that you can get for your Android or your iPhone. It's a $5 app. Now, listen carefully, okay? What this app can do is it scans the barcode on the back of your driver's license, okay? Now, just for the hell of it, I have here an old driver's license with a very old address. On the back... Of, of every driver's license around the country is a barcode. I'm going to take this. Here's the app. You see the little, the little you see the squared area? That's where it's, I'm going to scan. Now, this is for the video pe- the people watching on video. I'm going to take it. I'm going to scan the barcode. Now, It has, you're not going to be able to see it because of the, I don't know if you're going to be able to see this or not. Oh, of course. 
it's but right here you're not going to be able to see this because it's disappearing a lot all the information from my driver's license an old driver's license but it has my name gender date of birth address location license number the date the license was issued the date the license expired The color of my eyes, how tall I am, restriction code for corrective lenses, and it gives a document discriminator code. And just imagine how very dangerous an app like this could be in the wrong hands. This kind of an app could be the most dangerous app there is. Now, if the address on the license is the same as what's read, what's read off of this app, well, guess what? They got your address. They just don't have the, the document discriminator. Okay? But it is an insane app and it's legal it is legal to have it that's the irony of this ladies and gentlemen this app I'll show it to you one more time this app I mean For those of you watching on, on the video platforms, okay, this app, all you have to do is line up the, the barcode inside this, this area here, all right, inside, inside a squared area, and it will automatically scan the barcode. Now, I've been wondering about this, so now... I'm going to do something even crazier. Now, Gunslinger, let me ask you something, brother. Did you, did, did you ever think that an app like this could exist? Did I ever think that something like that could exist? Yeah. <laughs> like I've said a zillion times before, with, with technology exploding every four to six months, I mean, sure, why not? I mean, hell, you go out there buy you a $5,000 new computer six months, it's outdated. That baby's outdated. Because it's, you know, uh, technology. How, 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 after how I'd long say every six months. I'd say every six months, you know, the technology. You better go uh, a lot shorter than that, pal. Well, four, I said, I said four to six, so I'd say, yeah, it, it's right in there. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, I'm telling you right now, the computer I, I have here is is a refurbished computer. It's a it's a Hewlett Packard business machine, right? Th uh, Thirty two gigs of RAM, two terabytes on the hard drive, a high, an i five processor. It's already outdated. Twenty four hours to thirty six hours after I got this in the house, it was already a dinosaur because something even more powerful came out on the market. Yeah, so, yeah. Changed, yeah. 
I'm telling you, you're right, and I'm not disagreeing with you either. I know it's changing, but it used to be that you uh, about three to six months down the road, you end up what? You bought a computer three months ago, and it's already a dinosaur by by industry standards. And you thought, and people would think that doesn't make any damn sense. How is that even possible? Well, folks, I'm here to tell you. It's possible. Now, I'm going to take this app. I'm going to go to Google Images. And I'm going to see if I can scan a barcode from that. Let's see. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. This should be fun. All right. That didn't work. Maybe that's not going to work. See, Maybe I can't do it from a computer, from a computer image. But, folks, I'm here to tell you, the frightening reality is if I can scan these barcodes on the back of a natural driver's license, just imagine what somebody trying to track down your your new address can do. That is, if they, of course, provided they can get a hold of your uh, your physical license to begin with. I came across that today. And I searched for it even. That kind of uh, that kind of software in the wrong hands of the wrong kind of person could uh, do a lot of damage. 
It really could. But in the hands of someone like myself, it could do a lot of good. Why? Because I'm not looking for anybody. I'm not looking to take anybody's information. I'm just looking to have a little fun. No. I, if, if, if I had to, I could probably use it to find someone if needed. It, like, if, like say I find their, their driver's license. I look at the address, and I go to that address, and it turns out they're not there anymore. I can use the barcode, hopefully, to track down their, where they actually are. Hopefully. But what I found out is the barcode on the back of this driver's license uh, that expired well, it's see, the nice thing about this too is there's a history of all the scans you do. And right now, there is no no history for me. I don't know why. But with all the inform the inform the information on the back of the barcode is for the the actual license itself. Okay, but this this could also be a big help to you as the as the card holder. I don't need my, my eyeglasses to read what's in my what's on my cell phone screen. Whereas I would need my glasses to see what's on, on the on the license screen that I that I mm-hmm. And with the new driver's licenses. Oh, here we go. Now I did a history. I I did several scans and it saved a history all right here on in the app. Now, it is connected, my current driver's license is still connected to the old address. Now, here's something that I find interesting. It says revision date. I have no idea what you mean by revision date because a revi- the revision date is two years, almost two years before the license was issued. Hmm. I wonder. So. That's just a little something that I came that I found today that I've been kind of messing around with. All I can say is it ain't no damn toy. All right.
I hearing crickets? Gunslinger, you got a bunch of crickets hanging around your house? Crickets? Well, I'm sitting down here on yeah, the bed. You know, like cricket? No. Uh-uh. You know, grasshoppers? Not even grasshoppers. Nope. Hmm. Well, what's that chirp, 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 chirp I keep hearing? Good question. I don't hear it. I hear it. It sounds like a grasshopper chirping. When you get quiet, it, that's when I hear it. Nothing's going on there. There's no crickets out here. I'm going to quiet face. Well, I'll tell you what. When this show when this show is over and it's archived, go back and listen. I'm willing to bet you'll hear it. <laughs> I'm dead serious because I thought I was fucking hearing things, but I know I'm not hearing things. Uh, and I'm not going I'm not going crazy. I'm already there. I live in New York. We check this microphone setting. Hell, Scott might have fucking put it up nope, again. Microphone. Fine. Your microphone is fine audio-wise. You're doing just fine. You're not blasting like huh. you were the other night when it was 10. So, I don't know. Anywho, that's... I have some audio clips that I'll be playing tonight to give you guys a good... Ah, New Yorkers are expressing their concern following the mayor's threat to to sue Trump for interning in crime surge. Now, what the hell that means, I have no idea. I'll tell you what, take a listen to this, folks. The New York City mayor on Wednesday said he would sue to stop President Trump from intervening in the New York City crime surge. Meanwhile, New Yorkers expressed their fear and concern in light of this recent policy announcement. I think it's terrible what he's doing, that he's not standing by the police. Okay? And I think what President Trump is doing wanting to send people in to safeguard our safety is right. How they handle it, you know, others can decide, but, you know, the end of the day, he has a job, he has a responsibility. It's not painting murals. It's, you know, keeping the city safe for everyone. And I don't think it's safe. I would say everything he says is wrong. I think you should refund the police. Give them more money. Take it away from Board of Education. Take it away from other things. I think over the last few years, he hasn't given the police as much support as he should give. I, I believe all lives matter, but you ha- the police do a lot in this city, and you really have to support them. I think that he's responsible for making this city dead, and he's responsible for, for, for the destruction of the city. He shouldn't have been in the first place elected because he was elected by a very small group of people because that's because people don't vote so much for mayor 
but he should definitely step down. As the summer heat wave continues, many New Yorkers may also begin to feel the beginning of a crime wave as the mayor's support of New York's thin blue line continues to fade. John Hahn. So, Mayor de Blasio is blaming President Trump for the shit that Mayor de Blasio basically caused. What do you think of that one, Gunn? Well, obviously he's guilty as charged. I mean, look at what he's done. He should be, he's responsible for all those nursing home people that got killed because of that fire shit. Uh, he's, he's, he's an evil son of a bitch, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, absolutely right. Damn. But that's how they get, that's how you get that liberal bullshit in there because you've got other liberals out there in the herd. They're going to vote for their, you know, favorite liberal or to have a block together, don't they? So there you have it. That's why he's still there. That's probably why he's going to stay there. Well, hopefully not. But um, I, I strongly suspect that de Blasio probably is not going to be in as much, is probably not in as big a jam as his buddy Andrew Cuomo. Because apparently Cuomo says there's no need for an independent investigation into the nursing home coronavirus deaths. <laughs> he's getting, he's starting to get real fucking scared, folks. Get a load of this. From the Washington Examiner. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo said there is no need for an independent investigation into his policy on nursing homes that critics say led to thousands of deaths during the coronavirus pandemic. Cuomo, a Democrat, no shit Sherlock's, told reporters during a teleconference on Monday that Democrats and Republicans will never agree on the examination of his now revised March 25th directive that prohibited nursing homes from turning away recovering coronavirus patients. There is no such thing as a person who is trusted by all Democrats and Republicans. That person doesn't exist. The Department of Health, those are just numbers. They report our numbers. You can see what you want in the numbers. But the numbers are the numbers. You can politically spin numbers, but those numbers are numbers. This is what Cuomo said, folks. I kid you not. Uh, Governor Cuomo added, and as you know, the Department of Health review was then reviewed by credible industry experts. Uh, Right. So to your point, 
about why don't you get independent experts to review the numbers, we did. Well, people don't think they're independent experts. Yeah, I know, because nobody is ever going to agree on who an independent expert is. This is doublespeak by Cuomo you're hearing that I'm reading here. Republicans in the New York legislature have criticized Howard Zucker, the state health commissioner, for refusing to appear on a panel during a hearing on nursing nursing homes on Monday. Republicans also claim Cuomo's administration has not been transparent while the governor has accused Republicans of pushing partisan investigations. Oh, fuck, he did not go there. Still, Cuomo stressed that an independent review was unnecessary. No, I wouldn't do an investigation as to whether or not it's political. Everybody can make that decision for themselves. I think you'd have to be blind to realize it's not political. Yeah. Okay, first of all, first of all, not your call, Governor. It's not your call as to whether an independent investigation is warranted. I'll tell you what. You don't think it's warranted? Maybe the Department of Justice does. Maybe Attorney General William Barr should have an independent investigator go in there. I'm sure you would love that. Now, what you think is not necessary... I do, and I know a lot of, I know the victims who lost loved ones would agree with me when I say they deserve justice. Okay? And your independent, yeah, let's look at that. Okay? First of all, You see, there's no such thing as a person who is trusted by all Democrats and Republicans. Governor Cuomo, you're a dickhead. But he does make, he does, he is, he does actually say something that is true of today. Um, Except for one thing. John F. Kennedy. John Fitzgerald Kennedy was trusted by a lot of Democrats and Republicans alike. That person did exist. May not exist in today's society, but it did at one time. Now, He said the Department of Health, those are just numbers. They report our numbers. You can see what you want in the numbers. But the numbers are the numbers. You can politically spin numbers. But those numbers are numbers. 
Do you think Governor Cuomo said numbers enough in that in that sentence? This man has lost his proverbial what's left of his fucking mind. He needs if he ever had one to start out with. If he ever had <laughs> one to start out with. Tell me about it, Gunslinger. Tell me about it. I mean, this fucking guy, no joke. He, he's like, he said there's no need for an independent investigation into his policy on nursing homes that critics say led to thousands of deaths during the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, yeah, okay. And then he goes, and then he's like, the Department of Health, those are just numbers. They report our numbers. You can see what you want in the numbers. He says the word numbers more times than Carter's got litter pills in a bottle. And still, he thinks it's unnecessary. I wonder, what part of out of your hands does he not understand? See, Attorney General Barr... Ooh, excuse me. Being the head of the DOJ, I, I think he should he should have an independent investigation into Cuomo's dealings with the nursing homes and policies that caused lives. Like I said, the 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 families of those who who died deserve answers. They deserve justice. Am I, or am I missing something, Gun? No, you're not missing anything. They deserve exactly what, you know, the investigation. Well, you know, you know he's guilty. You know he knows that he caused all that. Why do you think he said, "Well, there's no need"? Well, yeah, of course he's going to say that. The, the one that's guiltiest usually screams, yells the loudest. Right? There's your example right there. I mean, these people, what, I don't know. <laughs> Are they stupid? I would turn around and I would sue that motherfucker for every goddamn penny that he fucking had. Okay? All those families that, that lost, you know, loved ones because of his stupid fucking idiots. Okay? Man, that's great. Yeah, because, you know, the families, have, the families can sue governor okay they can they can sue the state of New York and probably come out with millions maybe even billions of dollars in a class action lawsuit because I mean me personally I don't I don't think I don't think I would begrudge them one tiny bit going into a, into a lawyer's office saying to that lawyer, 
I'm suing the motherfucking state of New York and Governor Cuomo. I'm putting, I, I want millions from that motherfucker. And that's the way it is. Well, that little giz- that little spring-loaded gizmo that I lance my finger with when I go to test my diabetes, my sugar level, fell off my desk just now and went flying somewhere, and I don't know where. I'm going to have to get down on my hands and knees tomorrow morning just to try and find it, which means I'll be on the floor the rest of the day. Ugh. But what I think should happen, Gunslinger, aside from the families suing, I firmly believe Governor Cuomo should be held accountable for murder. I truly believe he should be held accountable for murder. And I came across something that I used to carry with me when I was an MP. You're not going to be able to see this really good, folks. But this card, for those of you watching on the video platform, is the Miranda rights. This is what I carried when I was, in, when I was an MP. We were required to have them on, on our person at all times, just like police officers are required to do. I'll tell you something. I walk into Paul's office with this card in my hand and tell him, Governor Cuomo, I'm placing you under citizen's arrest for the murder for the murder of several thousand people in New York State nursing homes. And then I would take this card because it would be sitting in my pocket. I'd reach in like this and go, you have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can be used against you in a court of law. You have the right to consult an attorney before questioning. You have the right to have your attorney present with you during questioning. If you cannot afford an attorney, one will be appointed for you at no expense to you. You may choose to exercise these rights at any time and not answer at this time. Do you understand each of these rights I have explained to you? Knowing that stupid fuck, you go, huh? Uh, what? Now that I have advised you of your rights, are you willing to answer my questions without an attorney present? Uh, my name is Governor Cuomo. I own a mansion and a yacht. Would probably be his answer. Oh, boy. <laughs> we are off to the races tonight, folks. Now, liberal CNN, we all know it well. Two years ago, they published an, a column asking to ban the term fake news. Remember that? Brian Steltzer, 
or Stelzler, or whatever his fucked up name is, actually spoke to someone about the term fake news and should it be banned and all this other crap two years ago. So we've been, we, we haven't heard a lot about the term fake news. They even describe, the, his, the person he's interviewing described what fake news is. What are we, fucking idiots? We don't understand the, what, the ter- what the terminology fake news means? Oh, but this person felt they had to edumacate us because we're all uneducated buffoons and morons, fuck-ups and screw-ups because we're Americans, this, and this is coming from a Brit. Take a listen to this, folks. It's time to retire the term fake news. That's what my next guest says. Claire Wardle is the executive director of First Draft. It's a nonprofit research group based at the Harvard Sorenstein Center. Claire, we've talked about this before. I want to share with our viewers, if we never use the term fake news again, what should we say instead? So we should think about what we're actually talking about. So are we talking about misinformation? They're just mistakes that people make. Are we talking about disinformation when people are actually trying to cause harm and they are disseminating false information? Or are we talking about malinformation, genuine information that's shared again to cause harm? So that could be revenge porn. It could be a leaked email. So we just need to be much more specific about what we're talking about. And is that because President Trump and others have co-opted the term fake news and basically redefined it? So two reasons. Firstly, a lot of this stuff isn't news. And secondly, it's been co-opted by politicians around the world as a label for things that they don't like. And it's been used as a weapon against organizations like CNN and others. And so when it's been used as a weapon against the news industry and it's just been co-opted, we have to think much more carefully about the power of language. Mm -hmm. And it's damaging the industry. The free press is what we stand for. So we have to be much more careful about our language. Let's look at an example. You tell me how to define this. This is something President Trump tweeted on Saturday afternoon or Saturday evening while at Mar-a-Lago. He tweeted a link from a website called MAGAPIL. America Great Again pill, displaying a list of his accomplishments. And he said here that this is how the media should be reporting. He said he wished the fake news, the media, would report this way. Quote, I wish the fake news would report it. Now, if you look closely at this website and the, the Twitter feed for MAGAPIL, you'll see conspiracy theories and, and things like this, a flow chart suggesting all these conspiracy theories. Website media even says there's anti-Semitic content on MAGAPIL and on MAGAPIL's Twitter feed. So do we call this misinformation, a bunch of kind of confusing conspiratorial information the president's touting? I mean, it's misleading. A lot of these sites are powerful because there's a kernel of truth. Some of that stuff on there is true. They are right. When they tout his unemployment rate, that part of the website's accurate. Absolutely. And what that means is people can say, look, it's not false. It's not fake. But actually, when you look at it, a lot of it is conspiratorial. A lot of it is demonstrably false. And so that's the part of the problem here. There's very sophisticated attempts to undermine. And when we use language that isn't sophisticated, we're undermining ourselves by not looking carefully at what's happening and how it's being used to manipulate the media. I see what you're saying. When we paint with a broad brush, exactly. it actually confuses the issue more. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Sarah, great to see you. Thank you for being here. So when we talk, when the president calls CNN and MSNBC and the other fuckheads in the mainstream media fake news, let me tell you folks what my definition of fake news is. The broad brush painted by CNN and MSNBC. Even Fox News is starting to get a little off the beam. Not necessarily fake news, 
but their their arguments over what CNN's reporting, what MSNBC is reporting, and I think this I, I think this is what No Way you know had alluded to a couple of times, uh, basically saying, "Whoops, sorry about that." Uh, you know, they legitimize. They legitimize um, what's being said in, in in the media. Okay, what's being said by these other networks, which doesn't make them look a whole lot better. Because when you start bitching about what CNN's reporting, when you start bitching about what uh, MSNBC is reporting, you're giving credence and legitimization to those reports, whether you want to believe that or not. What do you think of, of this subject, uh, this topic, John? John? Oh, he went to the kitchen. I wasn't looking at the uh, at, at the page. I wasn't looking at the chat room. And he left like seven minutes ago. <sighs> All right. You know what? I don't do this very often. And when I do, it's usually because I've got the one person on the line and they disappear. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Of course, now i got to wait for the quick computer to load the page I need. And I'm going to... I'm actually going to throw a couple of songs that I recorded at you. That's right. I can fucking sing. Get over it. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, my God. He's back. I think I'm back. Let me know. Listen, do me a favor. Just say you're going. You'll be right back. Because I didn't know you were gone until seven minutes after, well, you were gone. <laughs> and I'm talking to you and, and looking to get your, your reaction, and all of a sudden, poof. I'll put it in the, put it in the, in the chat room there, kitchen, be right back. <laughs> now I'm back. I know, but I was looking at it. I didn't notice it until seven minutes after you wrote it. Oh. Anyway, you know how President Trump has been calling uh, what CNN and MSNBC have done, fake news? Well, two years ago, they wrote a column. Did you hear the clip I played in regards to that? 
I didn't hear it. I missed it. Just give me the reason why I did. Well, basically, they gave they gave a synopsis of what fake news is, what fake news isn't, and they basically uh, tried to make Trump look like a complete moron, which they couldn't do. They tried to say what fake news is, what fake news is, and all this other happy horse shit. But yet, they're the ones that, but yet CNN and MSNBC throw fake news out just about every five seconds. And they don't seem to care. I can't really read his digest this subject. You would have to hear the clip to, to know what's, what the topic is about. Luckily for you, I can still play it. The clip's only like two minutes and twenty-four seconds, so take a listen, Gun. And then I want to get your, I want your, I want your your opinion to what to what they said. It's time to retire the term fake news. That's what my next guest says. Claire Wardle is the executive director of First Draft. It's a nonprofit research group based at the Harvard Sorenstein Center. Claire, we've talked about this before. I want to share with our viewers, if we never use the term fake news again, what should we think? So we should think about what we're actually talking about. So are we talking about misinformation? They're just mistakes that people make. Are we talking about disinformation when people are actually trying to cause harm and they are disseminating false information? We're talking about malinformation, genuine information that's shared again to cause harm. So that could be revenge porn. It could be a leaked email. So we just need to be much more specific about what we're talking about. And is that because President Trump and others have co-opted the term fake news and basically redefined it? For two reasons. Firstly, a lot of this stuff isn't news. And secondly, huh. it's been co-opted by politicians around the world as a label for things that they don't like. And it's been used as a weapon against organizations like CNN and others. And so when it's been used as a weapon against the news industry and it's just been co-opted, we have to think much more carefully about the power of language. Mm-hmm. And it's damaging the industry. The free press is what we stand for. So we have to be much more careful about our language. Let's look at an example. You tell me how to define this. This is something President Trump tweeted on Saturday afternoon or Saturday evening while at Mar-a-Lago. He tweeted a link from a website called MAGAPIL. America Great Again pill, displaying a list of his accomplishments. And he said here that this is what the media should be reporting. He said he wished the fake news, the media, would report this way. Quote, I wish the fake news would report it. Now, if you look closely at this website and the, the Twitter feed for MAGAPIL, you'll see conspiracy theories and, and things like this, a flow chart suggesting all these conspiracy theories. Website media even says there's anti-Semitic content on MAGAPIL and on MAGAPIL's Twitter feed. So do we call this misinformation, a bunch of kind of confusing conspiratorial information the president's touting? I mean, it's misleading. A lot of these sites are powerful because there's a kernel of truth. Some of that stuff on there is true. They are. Right. When they tout his unemployment rate, that part of the website's accurate. Absolutely. And what that means is people can say, look, it's not false. It's not fake. But actually, when you look at it, a lot of it is conspiratorial. A lot of it is demonstrably false. And so that's the part of the problem here. There's very sophisticated attempts to undermine. And when we use language that isn't sophisticated, we're undermining ourselves by not looking carefully at what's happening and how it's being used to manipulate the media. I see what you're saying. When we paint with a broad brush, exactly. it actually confuses the issue more. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Sarah, great to see you. Thank you for being here. Now, that was from two years ago. And the reason I, I grabbed that clip at the time when I did 
was I knew I would be using it down the road for a topic. And basically what the, the topic that, that comes from it is fake news and who is and who isn't fake news, you know? And, how do, uh, and who has the right to define what fake news is, okay? President Trump basically defined it fairly well. It's the mainstream media at large, because they throw a lot of disinformation at every opportunity. Or is it just me? They do that. I mean, what do you expect from the Communist News Network? Okay. Uh, of course, they're going to bash Trump. Yeah, you betcha. They're going to bash him in any 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 way they can, because they're a liberal liberal side of the fence. Okay, so that's you know if they even have to put out fake news just to make him look bad or try to make him look bad anyway, they'll do it. Okay, that's their nature. <clears throat> well, it's it, it, the. the What's in their nature only came out because the Democrats gave it to gave their nature to them. Okay, and that's bottom line. The Democrats pretty much control the media. And when you are a powerful political party and you want your narrative told, and you want people to know what it is your message is, then uh, you go with that. I know that there's a fine line that should never be crossed in journalism, but why is it the Democrats feel that they can cross that line with the mainstream media and think they're going to get away with it? Why is, why is it that their, what they call news turns out to be false information, deceptive information? or what is commonly known as disinformation. What is it... You know... Do you see see where I'm I'm going with that gun? Yeah. (sighs) Moving on. Well, yeah, I see where you're going because that's 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 what they put out. They put out disinformation. Okay, all they care about is their ratings. How much ratings can we get? Whether it's true or not, they don't give a fuck. They don't put. They don't report real news. And everything and put out the true news. No, hell no. 
none of them do after none of the big things because they're all about the ratings. The more people that tune in to their bullshit and disinformation, the more ratings they get, the more advertising, the more money. Well, they're losing advertisers over at CNN. They're losing advertisers over at MSNBC. So unless they're having a, a yard sale on advertising, where it's dirt cheap, to, where, they turn, where they charge dirt cheap prices, all this fake news nonsense is only dragging them down even further. I mean... Maybe it's maybe uh, maybe they like being in the toilet once in a while. They're full of shit anyway. Well, Black Voices for Trump warns against hunting Democrats this fall, uh, trusting Democrats this fall. Sorry. Gee, I don't know of many people in the black community that trust Democrats at all. And if they do, boy, have they got a lot to learn about Democrats. Stacey Washington of Black Voices for Trump tells Christina Bob uh, that voters need to keep an eye on Democrats, she feels, who want to, quote, defund many of President Trump's accomplishments. Joining me via Skype is Stacey Washington, the co-chair of Black Voices for Trump and the communications director for Family Vision Media. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Uh, what is President Trump focusing on uh, up until November? What, he, what should he be focusing on from now until November? Well, so I, I would love to see uh, a lot of us begin to talk about the actual boots on the ground action that we're taking. And we do discuss it, but I would love to see us focus on it even more. Um, the actions that we're taking within communities of color across the country to get their vote. We are spending massive amounts of money on black media, and we're also going on programs and talking directly to people that we want to consider President Trump as their candidate for the presidency in the fall. The numbers are actually trending in our favor. Uh, remember, last go-round, it was not President Trump, but before that, when it was Mitt Romney, he had a scant 8% of the black vote. President Trump had 16% last time, black men anyway, and we're looking at more like 31% right now of the black vote of men. Are, they're actually going to vote for President Trump. So we're making strides in that community, and I want to continue that effort. Um, and then, of course, he wants to bring our troops home. As a veteran, fourth-generation military veteran in my family, married to a veteran, there's nothing more important to me than disentangling ourselves from Afghanistan. So I could go on and on, but just in a nutshell, that's where I think we're going to be directing the conversation. And, of course, keeping Americans safe, making our streets more safe by ending these awful protests, and just getting back to what we do best in America, which is taking care of each other, making a living, and enjoying the freedom that's given to us in the Constitution. So as the co-chair for Black Voices for Trump, what is the, the one bullet point or the one talking point that you want uh, black voters to understand or take away before November? President Trump doesn't think you owe him your vote. <laughs> Joe Biden does. He thinks he owns your vote. President Trump wants to earn it. 
He wants you to look at what he's accomplished. He wants to actually look at where you are today and compare it to where you were before he was president. And if you're better off today, he wants you to vote for him. That's a totally different attitude. He's not taking anything for granted, and he actually actively wants black people to consider him and to vote for him. I think there's nothing better than that when someone wants something from you for them to ask you for it instead of demanding it because you owe it to them. And I hope that black voters will consider that when they're considering who they're going to vote for and vote for President Trump. Thank you so much. Now, I've spoken with a number of people in the black community in my local area um, in regards to who they think they might vote for in November. Now, I talked to, and I kept a count of this. I did keep count. I talked to 20 members of the black community who told me the following. Out of 20 people, 20 registered voters, only one, let me say this again, only one will vote for Joe Biden. The rest are voting for Trump, and the reasons are enormous. Some feel that he's done an excellent job, that he's under enormous pressure, and because he's under enormous pressure during this pandemic, it is unfortunate that you know he, he's caught between a rock and a hard place. Now, given that, the one person who's going to vote for Joe Biden, you're not going to believe why they're going to vote for Joe Biden. I spoke to that person today, and he said to me, I'm voting for Joe because he he's smart. He got a woman of color to be his running mate. That's the only reason I'm voting for him. I don't give a damn what happens. I'm like, okay. It's not exactly a good reason to vote for somebody, but Okay. Now you heard you heard the audio clip. What are your what are your thoughts on on a gun? Because we've seen the president reach out to the black community at large, and a vast majority have come out for Trump. Well, <clears throat> it's clear of what they've done for the black community. Okay, he has. Nobody else has. Nobody else will. Okay. This goes to show you the intelligence level of these people. Okay, the smart ones will vote for Trump. That's good. But the dumbasses that are a pregnant piss has more sense will vote for the idiot Joe Campbelltoe. Okay, and that right there, anybody that got any a half a brain left can clearly see. Joe Biden is not the fucking choice, okay? Right? What people would see in that idiot, I don't know. Now we have idiot number one, Joe Biden, sleepy Joe, pedophile Joe, dumb fuck Joe, crazy Joe, uh, suffering from uh, Alzheimer's or dementia or something. Then you throw in 
Kamala Harris. Oh, boy. <clears throat> Another real wiener, right? Yes, a woman who had an affair with went an affair with Mayor Willie Brown. Yeah, so that is the perfect match in hell. Go ahead. Yeah. I of, of that I can I can certainly agree. Because one's a one's a one's a flagrant fuck up and the other one is an adult is an idolater. Okay? So, look, I'm going to show you something here. Give me a second. Give me a second. I got. I gotta show this to you. Oh, this is just too funny to keep to myself. That is, if I can find it now. Oh yeah, might help if I went to the correct folder. Folks, I'm telling you right now. This, I, a friend of mine sent this to me on Skype today, and I thought, oh, this is just too freaking funny to keep to myself. Just got to get the screen capture here. Now, where do you see this? Now, I'll put the uh, link in the chat room so you can take a look at it, Gunslinger and uh, you, Royal. Yes, I kid you not, folks, running for the Democratic Party in November, the team of Joe and the Ho. Yeah, that's right, folks. It's Joe and the Ho. You know, that would, that would be a good, uh, if, if they, if they, if they strike out in politics after this, they should go on on television as, and the show title should be, and this could be their logo even. It's Joe. It's the Joe and the Ho Show. With your host, Joe, I don't know, Biden, and Kamala Kamalto. The whole Harris. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm sorry. <laughs> my thanks to uh my <laughs> I can't stop it. I'm sorry folks. I'm just in a very, very, very strange mood tonight. Okay? I mean I have not slept in twenty six hours. And I'm really incredibly tired. So I'm incredibly, I'm a space cadet. 
<laughs> so, but then again, what else is new? So, yes, folks, watch for Joe. Joe and the Ho. They're coming in November. Uh, with, uh, with his running mate, maybe saying it that way was not a good idea. You know? And <laughs> I've, I've, I've got Iggy Mom watching on D-Live cracking up. I've got Cherokee Rose over on Periscope cracking up. I mean... <laughs> Folks, you can't make this stuff up. I'm serious. You just can't. Joe Biden is is, is a is a dementia Alzheimer's lunatic, and Kamala Camelto Harris is obviously the biggest. She's definitely one of the dumbest. Yep, they make a perfect pair, Joe and the Ho. And Kamala the Camel Toe Ho. Hey, that rhymed. I like that. It rhymed. Oh, I really need a vacation. Okay. So let's see. You know what? I got me a good idea. Well, it's not a good idea. It's actually a great idea because I have to. Um, I have to go to the circular reading room. In case you're, in case you just think, yeah, mm-hmm. Got to go to that circular reading room. <coughs> That's what I get for drinking too much Dr. Pepper. But before I go, yes, folks, I'm going to subject you to something for intermission that most people never really get, never really should hear. Okay? Although... I've posted music videos of some of my stuff on Facebook, mostly to my immediate friends and my family to look at. And people actually like it. It shocked the shit out of me when I saw them, saw that they liked it. But you know, I'm I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna say anything more than that. So, uh, wrong one, George, wrong one. I hope my friend Noway is at least somewhat listening. Because this one, he kept, he mentioned on the show not too long ago, so I did it. I think Charlie Daniels did it better, though. I'm just an amateur. 
be right back. down to Georgia. He was looking for a soul to steal. He was in a bind because he was way behind and he was willing to make a deal. When he came across this young man, saw him on and played it hot. And the devil jumped up on a hickory stump and said, boy, let me tell you what. I guess you didn't know it, but I'm a fiddle player too. And if you care to take a day, I'll make a bet with you. And you play pretty good, little boy, but give the devil his due. I'll bet a fiddle gold against your soul because I think I'm better than you. The boy said, my name's Johnny, and it might be a sin, but I'll take your bet and you're going to regret, because I'm the best that's ever been. Johnny draws enough to phone and play your fiddle hard, but tell business in Georgia and the devil deals the cards. And if you win, you'll get the shiny fiddle made of gold, but if you lose, devil gets your soul. The devil opened up his case and he said, I'll start this show. And fire flew from his fingertips as he rosted up his bow. And he pulled the bow across the strings and it made an evil hiss. Then a band of demons joined in and it sounded something like this. Johnny said, well, you're pretty good, old son, but sit down in that chair right there and let me show you how it's done. Fire on the mountain, run, bears, run. The girls in the house of the rising sun. Chicken in the bread pan, picking out dough. Granny does your dog bite, no child, no. Head because he knew that he'd been beat. And he lays that golden fiddle on the ground at Johnny's feet. Johnny said, Devil, just come on back if you ever want to try again. I done told you once, you son of a bitch, I'm the best that's ever been. He played, Higher the mountain, run, boys, run. The devil's in the house of the rising sun. Chicken in a bread pan, picking out dough. Any wee dog bite, no child, no. I can see 
that suicide is painless. It brings on many changes, and I can take or leave it if I please. That game of life is hard to play. I'm gonna lose it anyway. But losing cards I someday lay. So this is all I have to say. Suicide is painless. It brings on many changes. And I can take or leave it if I please. The sword of time will pierce our skin. It doesn't hurt. It begins, but as it works its way on in, the pain grows stronger. Watch it win. Suicide is painless, it brings on many changes, and I can take or leave it if I please. A brave man once requested me To answer questions that are key Is it to be or not to be? And I replied, oh why ask me? Suicide is painless It brings on many changes and I can take or leave it if I breathe. And you can do the same thing if you Because I want a girl to call home My own, I want a dream lover So I don't have to dream alone Dream lover, where are you? With a love so, so true And a hand that I can hold To feel you near as I grow old Because I want a girl to call my own I want a dream lover So I don't have to dream alone Someday I don't know how 
I hope she'll hear my plea Some way, I don't know how She'll bring her love to me Dream lover, until then I'll go to sleep and dream again That's the only thing to do Until my lover's dream come true Because I want a girl to call my own I want a dream lover So I don't have to dream alone Because I want a girl to call my own I want a dream lover So I don't have to dream alone 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 Okay, I get it I do it anyway. I live alone. I eat alone. I dream alone. Okay, now I don't do that very often where I use a song or two or three as part of a break. But I figured something a little different, you know? Something a little different. Something just a little out of the ordinary. And trust me, I had one person comment on one of the songs I posted on Facebook, and it was like they never knew I could sing. Well, hell, I didn't know I could sing either until I got my voice tested by the organ, the organist at my home church. But she waited to test me until after my voice changed. She knew I was a teenager. What can I say? My uh, box, the boxes from uh, dinner. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, uh, I actually. Uh, out of my food budget this month, I decided to cheat. I mean, treat my—not cheat, treat myself to a little something. A nice little medium pie from Domino's. I don't get them very often. Once in, once maybe every couple, once to, I get it once this month, and then two or three months down the road, I won't. I'll, I'll get it again. It's not like I, I you know, I. Hey, listen, I was hungry. I didn't feel like cooking. You ever get like that, Gunslinger? You get hungry and you don't feel like cooking, so you, if you got the money, you, you put it toward getting some, uh, some fast food or, or even just uh, you know, a couple of slices of uh, pizza or something.
gun. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, wow. He, he dropped and called back. I'm sorry, buddy. <clears throat> I dropped. Well, I'm having internet problems. Huh? I dropped. I've been having internet problems. Come out and change. Uh-oh. I replaced the modem, brand new modem. Still doing the same thing it was doing. Sounds to me like you got uh, you got an issue from outside the house then. Oh, it is. Yeah, they they said it was outside of the house. <clears throat> they replaced the modem just in case. And done it three times. This is the third time. It drops out, <clears throat> and you know, a minute later it comes back up. Been doing this for about a week and a half now. Are they uh, at least giving you? Uh, Credit on your account for the loss of for loss of internet service. Well, when I call the building tomorrow, I'm going to demand that. Yeah, you know they're going to have to until they get their problem fixed. Some it's some connection issue between outside and the nearest hub over here. Got to be, you know, that's the only thing. That's the only way it goes. Well, they they need to they need to get on they need to, to shit or get off they need to shit and get off the pot and take care of it. You know, you're, you're a cut you're a customer because you're probably not the only customer on that hub. Oh, I'm sure there's a bunch more. Yeah, I'm sure most of these people on the streets probably got AT and T. They got internet. There ain't no cable or fiber around here. Yeah, anyway. Well, the way I see it is this. If I'm going to pay for a service, I expect to get the service, you know, that I'm paying for. You know, like, for example, I have Verizon. I have Verizon Files, okay? I'm guaranteed 200 megabits per second upload and download, right? When I test my Internet speed, in fact... I can even do it while I'm on the show here. So I'll go to the speed te- speed test here. And let me tell you something, folks. Every so often, you know, like maybe once a month, take a look at what your your speed is. If you know what the speed of your internet upload and download is supposed to be, test it. I use speedtest.net. Okay. So now I'm, I just clicked go, so a, millis, a five ping millis, five. Wow. Right now it is testing the download speed, I believe. It did test my download speed. And I'm not very happy because, well, it might, it might have something to do with my, my being on the uh, Internet broadcast right now, but, oh, this is terrible.
This is terrible. My download speed and my upload speed are supposed to be 200 megabits per second, right? Well, my download speed is faster by 105.73 megabits per second. It's at 305.73 megabits per second download. That's You blink your eyes, it's done. But my upload is very slow. It's only 71.03 megabits per second. Now, I suspect that has a lot to do with the fact that I'm on multiple broadcast platforms. So it may be slowing it down quite a bit. I'll have to test it after I'm done broadcasting tonight and see what it says. I can also change the uh, location. Uh, so let's see. I'm going to change it to mid to a mid to a Hudson, New York server. And the needle is pinned on the, on the download speed right now. But folks, at least once a month, test your, your upload and download speeds. I believe my hunch is, is being proven correct. Oh, wow. This is very disturbing. 308.10 megabits per second download. But on the Hudson, New York server, for upload, it's 52.19. So I believe my hunch is correct when it comes to the broadcast, using a lot of megabits per second. So, there's that. But when you're paying for quality service, or what's supposed to be quality service, and you're not getting it, they need to know. And my, my speed, by the way, should be even both ways, with um, with the fact that I'm hardwired to the router. <clears throat> oh, well, can't win them all, I guess. As long as my broadcast is working, that's the main thing. I got a good idea of what it is. I don't know why they don't check it. Somewhere between me and that shopping center right over here, there's a corroded connector. Connector, right? Under a screw, rusted corroded screw, something like that. That's sending that shit into a panic, sending the modem into a panic because it can't detect the DSL. So I kind of figured what it is. It's like I said, it started about two, and a, about two weeks ago. Prior to that, everything was perfect. Worked just perfect. 
So they replaced the modem, so obviously it's not the modem, so it's got to be even in large. <clears throat> I don't know, brother. I, 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 I would put in a call to them and say, listen, I suspect that the, that the problem is this, and tell them what, what, uh, what, you to, what you just told me. Yeah, I'm going to. You know? But I have to tell somebody in India. I have to tell somebody in India. You know, you need somebody I can. Oh, you have to tell somebody. You you have to tell somebody in in Bombay in in, down in Bombay that you are having the you are having a problem with your internet connection. Well, I'm not even believe it or not. Believe it or believe it or not, when I called them about it, day before yesterday, Monday. I got uh, a guy with an Australian accent. I said, "Damn, am I calling wow. Australia?" He said, "No, we're in uh, Central Europe." I said, "Behind," he said, "I am from Australia." He had that Australian accent and everything. I could understand what he's talking about. <laughs> I remember calling customer service one day for BIOS. I kid you not, the guy I was—I I got a guy in Texas. In Austin, Texas. And I said, now how in the hell is a guy in Austin, Texas going to send a test signal to, to my device from all the way over there to the East Coast? That's a bit of a distance, don't you think? He goes, yeah, oh, yeah. But it can be done. Okay. Technology is a wonderful thing when it works. Now, let me see here. Going to Let's go to, oh, here we go. You're going to love this gun. The Department of Homeland Security says ICE agents to be deployed in Chicago to assist police. Now get this. The Department of Homeland Security recently detailed its plan to deploy ICE agents to Chicago amid an outbreak of crime and political violence in the city. In a letter to Senate Democrats, Assistant DHS Secretary Beth Spivey announced ICE agents will be deployed to Chicago to assist the local police in the coming days. Democrats recently faced criticism for misrepresenting federal efforts, which they claimed have been fueling more violence. Despite these claims, Spivey has reaffirmed the federal agents are well-trained. According to her, the federal agents are focused on curbing child exploitation and money laundering in Democrat-run cities. Meanwhile, a Black Lives Matter group in Chicago has suggested their actions to loot, riot, and steal is a form of reparations. During a Monday rally, a BLM organizer, Ariel Atkins, stated the looting of small businesses is justified because it means that an impoverished person gets to eat. 
Atkins encouraged looters to take whatever they want because these companies have insurance. She went on to criticize the remarks of Reverend Jesse Jackson, who has condemned the violent crimes as humiliating, embarrassing, and morally wrong. You know, to sit there and, and, and try and justify being violent thugs and stealing by saying it's a form of reparations? Are you fucking kidding me? It's so stupid. But I'm glad to see that, that uh, the Department of Homeland Security is going to uh, send federal assets into, into the Chicago area to assist police. That's encouraging. I think we're going to start to see all this uh, violent rioting and looting come to an abrupt halt. Because I don't think they, I don't think these 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 fuckers are going to want to mess with uh, federal officers. Not if they're smart. Of course, uh, they're Antifa BLM thugs, and they're not very bright. You know what I'm saying, Gun? Oh yeah, I mean they they got the brightest bulb in the in the case, um, but they're going to have to do something. Because what is it now? Seventy-four days. This shit's going on. I mean, this is this is this is crazy. Uh, Trump needs to send in the troops and put a, you know, dip it in the bud right now, so they get back to going. You know, arrest these motherfuckers, charge them with federal crimes if you have to. Okay, but enough is enough. I mean, this is no longer about protest. This is this is this is stealing. This is criminality. You know, stealing. Uh, God, I never, I never heard of anything like that. that that's great. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, this Ariel Atkins is under the uh, impression that looting, the looting of small businesses, is justified because it means that impoverished, that an impoverished person gets to eat. Uh, what happened to the soup kitchens, the food pantries? Yeah. You know, I mean, don't they have those in Chicago? I mean, we have them here in New York. So I, well, I'm yeah, almost, in Texas. <laughs> yeah, so I'm pretty sure they have them in Chicago. And to uh, encourage looters to take whatever they want because the companies have insurance, Atkins is promoting robbery. That's promoting robbery, plain and simple. And they can be charged with felony robbery. So she's not doing these people any favors by by encouraging them to steal. You know? Yeah, I know. These people, I don't know, these people that, but this is what you get when you vote for a Democratic liberal mayor. Okay? This is exactly what you get. 
they're getting what they deserve. Okay? They shouldn't have voted for who they voted it in. Now they're seeing, oops, maybe I shouldn't have voted. But, you know, just because they have insurance, you know, they you make too many too many claims on a on a insurance policy, and they'll drop you like a hot potato. You know, uh, then you won't have no insurance at all. What then? Huh. <clears throat> oh shit! Well, here's here's where more of the violence in New York City is taken a. A very dangerous turn. Apparently, a teen is in critical condition after being set on fire. That's right. Oh, yeah. Get, listen to this gun. A teenager was left in critical condition after he was set on fire inside a Bronx apartment building during a dispute with another man on Wednesday afternoon. The 18-year-old victim, identified by police sources as Winston Ortiz, was stabbed three times, then doused with gasoline and lit a flame with a match on the fifth floor of a Woody Crest Avenue building in Highbridge, in Highbridge around 3 p.m. Police sources said the suspect entered the building about 10 minutes before Ortiz, who does not live there, then carried out the attack. Two neighbors in the building were able to douse the flames using buckets of water before EMTs arrived. Ortiz was taken to Harlem Hospital in critical condition. One of the building's residents, a 34-year-old mother, said she was alerted to the grisly scene by a woman screaming in the hallway. I stepped outside. I saw flames, said the woman, who wished to remain anonymous. I thought her apartment was on fire. And then I go over there, I saw a guy in flames all over his body. The witness and the mother of the screaming girl who lives in the buildings lives on the building's sixth lives on the building's sixth floor, yeah, both grabbed buckets of water and poured them onto the burning victim. It's unclear if the teen girl and the victim know each other. The incident left thirty four year left the 34-year-old witness rattled. She said, I got very scared because I have my girls here. It's really concerning. Wednesday's attack came a day after two men were shot on the corner outside the building. A 21-year-old man was struck seven times in the 4.45 p.m. shooting. The other victim, 37, was shot in the foot both shooting victims were taken to Lincoln Hospital and are expected to survive. It's unclear if the two incidents are connected. No arrests have been made in either as of Wednesday as of Wednesday night. Unfortunately, in the neighborhood, we feel like we're not safe, the mother said. There was a shooting yesterday around the corner. We may need to have some police around the area. Well, to the people that live in that neighborhood, let me just say for the record, you can thank Antifa BLM thugs for calling and demanding for the uh, defunding of police. The NYPD 
is stretched thin because of the fact that, you know, <laughs> their anti-crime unit has been broken up, and the, and the officers that were involved in the anti-crime unit were sent to detective units around the city. So you can thank them for things not getting done by police right away, if at all. And this is, and, and it's because of these kinds of this kind of situation, because of the situation with the defunding of police, that incidents like these are happening. I firmly believe that. Go ahead. Yeah, when you uh, cut the police down like that, oh, where'd the, where'd the police go? Where'd the police go? First, first thing they yell. Uh, what do you expect? Okay. Especially with a city that's probably four or five million people live in that town. Uh, gee whiz, you think? You set them on fire? I mean, look, look at the craziness that's going on. That, that if the other idiot shooting that fucking kid in the head. I mean, people have gone totally nuts. All these protesters burning and robbing. Ay-ay-ay-ay-ay, it goes on and on and on. <clears throat> Chicago, I've never heard of that riots in that place, where they had to open all the fucking raw bridges. Man, somebody needs to put a mass extinguisher on this motherfucker. And fast. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. We're dealing with a lot of insanity. That's what it comes down to. We are dealing with a lot of insanity in our country. And before this summer is over, it's going to boil over. Mark my words, it's going to boil over. And there's going to be a lot of blood in the streets. And that and that's and that's worrisome. That worries me because innocent innocent people are going to end up getting hurt or killed. And that and 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 that's been happening right steady already. I mean, just look at what uh, recent uh, crime stats uh, involving New York City. Imagine what the situation is with the other cities, like Portland and Seattle. Okay, places uh, like Chicago, absolutely, positively nuts. Okay, now we've heard mention of the Hatch Act. Okay, before I go into this next article, all right, I'm going to give you uh, a brief synopsis of what the Hatch Act is, so this way you're aware of what we're talking, so you get an idea of what we're talking about. The Hatch Act of 1939, an act to prevent pernicious political activities, is a United States federal law whose main provision prohibits all employees in the executive branch of the federal government except the president and vice president, from engaging in some forms of political activity. Okay? So, having said that, 
Hatch Act does not prohibit President Trump from delivering the RNC acceptance speech on White House grounds, according according to agency. Trump says he would save taxpayer dollars by giving his speech from the White House. House Oversight Committee Ranking Member Representative James Corner, Republican from Kentucky, announced Wednesday night that President Trump is legally able to deliver his Republican National Convention speech from the White House lawn. Corner said Wednesday in a statement that the Hatch Act does not prevent President Trump in the world. What was that? <laughs> wow, that was a that was a doozy of a sound of a of, of, of an audible notice. Okay, getting getting back to this paragraph. Corner uh, said on when, in a Wednesday statement that the Hatch Act does not prevent President Trump's use of the of the venue. He said that will likely not stop Democrats who continue to, to deflect, deter, and undermine every lawful action by the president. Truth be told, Democrats should be, com- should be comforted knowing that the president can deliver his acceptance speech from home since they are so concerned about him traveling for events these days. This is, this is what uh, Congressman Corner said. Questions surrounding whether the president could give his GOP nomination acceptance speech at the White House arose after reports surfaced last week suggesting the Trump campaign was considering the White House as an alternative venue. Trump then tweeted Monday that the location had been narrowed down to two locations, the great battlefield of Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, and the White House in Washington, D.C., We will announce the decision soon. The Hatch Act prohibits federal officials from engaging in political partisan activities, including White House staffers. Though the act does not pertain to the vice president or the president, as I pointed out just moments ago. But if White House staff attended the president's RNC acceptance speech at the White House, they may be in violation of the act. The U.S. Office of Special Counsel reviewed the Hatch Act advisory in accordance with Trump's expected speech and noted that if the staffers took leave and the event was held on the South Lawn or East Wing, which is the residential portion of the White House, then the Hatch Act would not pertain to the staffers. If Trump chose to give his speech from the West Wing, then they would not be allowed to participate or attend. If I use the White House, we save tremendous amounts of money for the government in terms of security and traveling. If we go to another state or some other location, the amount of money is very enormous, Trump told reporters on Wednesday. I think it would be a very convenient location and by far the least expensive location. Trump was originally expected to give the speech in Jacksonville, Florida, later this month, 
though plans were changed due to the number of coronavirus cases in the Sun Belt state. Should Trump choose to use the White House as his backdrop for his RNC acceptance speech, it would break with the previous president, the previous precedent set by, uh, by other presidents who separated their campaigns from their commander-in-chief roles. I look at it like this. If the, staff, if the White House staff knows that the Hatch Act could, be, could go against them, okay, and President Trump knowing this, I'm sure he does, I think it would be, in, it would be a, in, in the best interest to hold it on either the South Lawn or the East Wing. This way the staff would be able to attend without, without being slapped with a Hatch Act violation. But we're just going to have to wait and see. Don't know when that speech is going to be made, but we'll find out, I'm sure, in the coming days. Gun? 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 And he hung up. Or he dropped. I'm not sure which it is. But to be sure, this would be a very, very interesting speech, depending on where on at the White House he holds it. Now, my advice to the president would be to hold it in the, on either the South Lawn or the East Wing, so this way your staff could attend. Any place other than those two locations, and your staff cannot attend because of the Hatch Act. So, Mr. President, I hope someone gets this message to you. I hope someone watching and or listening who knows you will pass this along, so this way you can do it in a proper place at the time that you're planning to do it, and it would allow your staff to be there. Okay? If not, you have to let your staff know up front you cannot attend this speech because of the Hatch Act. All right? And I know that uh, former mayor of New York City, Rudolph Giuliani, is well aware of the Hatch Act, and I'm sure he has advised the president accordingly. So, we shall see what transpires. Okay. Now, Gunslinger's been having some internet issues. I don't know if that's the reason he dropped on the phone or what the story is, uh, but we are keeping an eye out on the phone line. There he is. <laughs> What's up, Doc? That did it to me again. I kind of figured as much. <laughs> Partner, you are having so much trouble tonight. That's not fair. Yeah, I'm usually the one that has trouble. <laughs> I, th- I, you know what? I, you know what I think it is. You, 
you took you you took the trouble from me, so this way I wouldn't have it. <clears throat> I damn sure don't. Although I think you did it without knowing you did. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, you can, you can have it back. <laughs> <laughs> Probably will too toward the end of the broadcast tonight. <laughs> oh well, you know. These things do happen, unfortunately. You know, the Internet's not an exact science. Thank you, Al Gore. I know. It, that was a cheap shot on Al Gore, but, hey, it's all I could afford. How do you like that? I pour myself a glass of soda and I can't get the cap back onto the damn bottle. So, I don't know how much of this story you heard, but I'll readers digest it for you. Apparently, uh, President Trump is is going to uh, conduct his um, uh, our, his Republican National Convention speech from the White House lawn. Um, the, the the ranking member of the House Oversight Committee, uh, Congressman James Corner, uh, Republican from, from Kentucky, announced that Wednesday night President Trump is legally able to deliver his speech from the White House lawn. But here's the problem. Okay. His staff, his White House staff, would have a problem attending. If he holds it in any other place at the White House other than the South Lawn or the East Wing, none of the White House staff can attend the speech because then they would, they would be in direct violation of the Hatch Act. Okay, so if President Trump holds it, say, on the South Lawn or the East Wing, they can attend because then they would not be in violation of the Hatch Act because the South Lawn and the East Wing uh, are tied to the residential portion of uh, the White House. And Democrats have been screaming bloody murder of late. Um, but Congressman Corner, uh, Congressman Comer, I'm sorry, not Corner, it's Comer. Or Comer, or whatever. He said, truth be told, Democrats should be comforted knowing that the president can deliver his acceptance speech from home since they are so concerned about him traveling for events these days. You know, the Democrats, gunslinger, they're going to bitch about everything anyway. So I would, suggest, I would strongly advise the president to have it to conduct a speech from the South Lawn or the East Wing so his staff can attend without fear of being hit with a Hatch Act violation. What do you think? And he dropped again. Ugh. 
<laughs> poor gunslinger's having such a terrible time. That poor guy is having such a terrible time tonight. I'm serious. It's a shame, too, because, I mean, he's trying so hard, you know, to keep up with me. And, and, and I'm, I'm my God, man. Uh, tell you what, you see this body of water behind me, Gunslinger. If you if you look at the at the video feeds, that's the Hudson River behind me. The Hudson River. Time to take a time to take a swim. Uh, wait a minute, that's just a backdrop. Never mind. Uh, oh, I throw that up there. Uh. But yeah, the um, the stark reality is, you know, the Democrats have been trying to find anything and everything to use against President Trump, and we know they love doing that. So the Hatch Act, going against some of any one of his staff members, should they attend the speech, and it's not held in either the South Lawn or the East Wing, one they. Sadly, the, the Democrats could nail them for that under the Hatch Act. So hopefully, they, you know, the, you know, the president and his uh, legal team are on top of that of that situation. And uh, okay, Gunslinger, I'm going to ask you a silly question, but I got to ask. How much of what I was saying did you catch before you went bloop? None. I'm on the phone with the tech department. I'm gonna have to. I'll just mute my mic. I'm on the phone with the tech department. All right. Keep an eye on the chat room. If you drop, I'll let you know. All right. Uh, Poor gunslinger, folks. I, I I feel so bad for the man. I mean, he's he's trying so hard, you know, to, to to be on the show with me and everything, and it's just not. He's just not having good luck here, you know. I mean, yo, AT and T, do the world a favor, fix the internet for this guy and for the other customers that are on the same hub, 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 hub. for crying out loud. You got the technology. Do better. Anyway, I tried and tried to get the, to get Gunslinger involved on the on the on the on, the, on the, the story regarding the Hatch Act. Oh well, can't win them all. Now, I got to share something with you regarding asshole on crack. That's Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, in case you're wondering. Oh, yeah. AOC posts poem after she was told she'll only get one minute to speak at the Democrat convention. Only one minute? Oh, poor Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Boo frickity hoo. You'll get over it. Time 
even as short as one minute, is what you make of it. U.S. Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, better known as Asshole on Crack, appeared to be saying Wednesday evening. The New York Democrat reacted on Twitter to reports that she'll get just 60 seconds to speak when she participates next week in the Democratic Party's mostly online national convention. Ocasio-Cortez quoted from God's Minute by the late civil rights leader, Dr. Benjamin E. Mays, whose poem was a commentary on the brevity of life. I only have a minute, 60 seconds in it, forced upon me. I did not choose it, but I know that I must use it, the poem reads. Give account if I abuse it, suffer if I lose it. Only a tiny little minute, but eternity is in it. Some people reacting to Ocasio-Cortez's post accused the Democrat Party leadership of trying to stifle the congresswoman, a progressive who supported independent U.S. Senator Bernie Sanders of Vermont for for president instead of the party's presumptive standard bearer, former hostage holder, former vice hostage holder Joe Biden. What a slap in the progressive wing, one Twitter user wrote. It's a constant spite at, spite at us, a constant spite of us. They think we will cower and peter out. They are wrong. We ain't going anywhere. With at AOC as our leader, we are just getting started. Her? Other speakers should finish early, then say at the end of theirs that the remainder of their time is going to at AOC, another wrote. Some noted that the brief allotment of time for Ocasio-Cortez came despite victories by her and two other squad allies, Rashida Tlaib of Michigan and Ilhan Omar of Minnesota. In their respective Democratic primaries, as they head toward general elections in November, the fourth member of the squad, Ayanna Priestley of Massachusetts, faces a primary election next month. Democratic establishment have no clue how many hardcore Democratic voters are abandoning them only because of their ignorant left versus right mantra, a Twitter user wrote. The strategy which makes Trump win in 2016 is being dumped by the DNC. They are digging their own graves. One Twitter user noted that past convention speakers ignored the short time 
the short amount of time they were granted. Bill Clinton was given 15 minutes in 1998. The user wrote, he spoke for 33 and was booed off the stage. Obama spoke for 17 minutes, including stopping for applause 33 times. It wasn't even shown on network television. And he made us believe we could change the world. I can't wait for AOC's 60 seconds. The Democrats will convene starting next Monday through August 20th, mostly online. But with the event anchored in Milwaukee, the city that had been selected to host a more conventional gathering in July before the coronavirus pandemic prompted a rescheduling and a radical change in plans. Ocasio-Cortez is scheduled to speak Tuesday night after Sanders speaks Monday night. Other speakers during the week will include former President Bill Clinton, well, former President Bill Clinton and alleged former President Barack Obama, and former first former alleged first lady Michael Obama, I mean Michelle Obama. Later in the week, Biden and running mate Kamala Kamalto the Ho Harris are expected to accept the party's nomination for president and vice president, respectively, heading toward a November showdown with President Trump and Vice President Mike Pence. The Republicans will hold their convention the following week, beginning August 24th. Hey, look. As far as I'm concerned, all right, let me just state this for the record. I don't give a fuck how much time AOC gets. I really don't give two shits. If asshole on crack speaks for more than five seconds, she's already shown how stupid she really is. But that's just my opinion, okay? That's just my opinion. And I'm entitled to it. Now, if she goes longer than a minute, somebody better have one of those. You remember seeing movies where they have this big gigantic hook and they use that hook to pull people off the stage? Well, maybe they better have that ready for her. Because what did this person call her? Uh, let me see here. Something about a leader. Uh, let me see. story short there's no telling how much time the other people will have but somebody said that uh, maybe the the others could uh, speak less and then 
give the, the remainder of their time to AOC? Uh, no. Because, as, as someone pointed out, as someone said on Twitter, with at AOC as our leader, we're just getting started. First of all, she's, she doesn't lead shit, okay? She's not a committee chairperson. She's not the Speaker of the House. She's not anything but a plain old ordinary congressperson, okay? And even at that, I wouldn't even consider her a member of Congress because she's an idiot, an airhead on crack, as, as uh, Noe would say. But I say asshole on crack because that's exactly what she is, an asshole on crack. <sighs> I gotta love this job. But what are you gonna do? So, let me see. Scrolling through here real quick. something at random now. And here's something. Gunslinger is busy dealing with uh, assholes, t- telephone, and, and telemetry. Which doesn't work. For those of you in the state of Texas, you're going to love this. Apparently, a Texas fisherman won a tournament with a 737-pound marlin. You heard right, folks. I'm not kidding you. A 737-pound marlin. It's a record This is a record-breaking blue marlin caught in Port Arianas. Now, let's see if I can show you the image here. Uh, wow. Well, you see this, folks. I'm going to show you this picture right off the... I mean, you, 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 just, you just have to see this to believe it. Okay? Take a look at this. This is a seven, that that fish right there is a 737 pound marlin. So blue marlin. Hey, look at that bitch. That fucker is. That's a that's that's going to be one hell of a fish fry. 
Okay? Now, if I can zoom in on this. There. I believe the gentleman that's holding the sign there, it says Texas Legends. Okay? It's a blue marlin. It weighs 737 pounds. The angler is just in weight. Okay? It was caught, the fish was caught on August, I believe August 7th of this year. And let me just scan right up here. Look at that. Look at that fish. Look at that marlin. That is a big some bitch. 737 pounds. Man, I'm telling you right now. You look at something that big, that healthy, and you are talking some serious, serious, serious fish. Well, congratulations to him, uh, to, to Justin Waite, for uh, winning the tournament and catching one hell of a, a fucking beautiful-sized blue marlin. I mean, that fucker is huge. It, it looks great. Now, are you going to have that thing petrified and mounted, or are you going? Or, 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 I mean, me personally, that would be too heavy to hang on a wall. I know that. Seven hundred thirty-seven pounds, too big for a fucking wall. It would probably fill your wall and fall off it too. Well, you can always have it properly petrified, stuffed,icated. And mount on on a on a display on a display stand, uh, if they make one that could hold that much weight. And uh, Cherokee Rose in the Periscope chat says, "Wow, yeah." Let me show this one more time, folks. This and, and I got to zoom out on this because uh, the tail is up at the top. Okay, so let me zoom out here. And uh, the, the tip of the tail, I don't know if you're going to see this or not, is right there. Okay? That's the tip of the tail right there. That is one big hawking fish. So... Hey, this guy is a this guy is a, a, a tournament angler. He he has all the right equipment for it. The thing that, that I, the one question that comes to my mind is, I mean, I'm 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 a fish. I, I like to go fishing, but I I would there's no way I'd be able to catch something that big, even with the right equipment. I mean, look at that thing. Really? Salutes. I salute to you there, Justin. Now, I'm telling you something right now. Absolutely no way is anybody going to say, well, that can't be 737 pounds. Yeah, it can. But I saw that, and I just, I just realized, you know, I just knew I had to 
share this story with you. I really did have to share it because that's enormous. Now, here's, here's, what, the, here's what it says in the article. A team of fishermen made history in Port Arianas, a coastal city in Texas, where they caught a 737-pound blue marlin. The impressive catch was reeled in on Friday during the 14th annual Texas Legends Billfish Tournament and is the heaviest blue marlin on record for the city. The the, The organization shared this on Facebook. The competing team that brought in the record-breaking fish and won the tournament overall included angler Justin White, boat owner Riley Rhodes, Captain Riley Morrison, first mate Johnny Luby, Johnny Lubby, sorry, and second mate Ben Scott. Previously, the record for the heaviest blue marlin went to a team in 2010 that caught a 545-pounder. News organizations had reached out to the Texas Legends Billfish Tournament but never got any, uh, any response back on their request. And that's a shame, too, because, oh, man. The catch falls short by 190.7 pounds from the all-time state record, which is the 927.7-pound blue marlin that was caught in 2014 at the Bastine John Ur, Ur, the Bastine John Ur Memorial Billfish Tournament according to a report from Game and Fish magazine. The world record for the heaviest blue marlin was 1,402 pounds caught in Victoria, Brazil, 28 years ago, according to data maintained by the International Game Fish Association. Man, I'm telling you. I don't know about anybody else, but holy shit. One of these days, somebody's going to break that 28-year-old record that was set in Brazil. Somebody's going to get a get a marlin, a blue marlin that's going to weigh 1,403 pounds, and their name's going to go down in history. Incredible. Now, other stories making headlines. Now, let's see. You know, 
kids go into school, you know, most there are some schools that don't have a dress code, and there are schools that do. Well, last night, I brought up a story regarding how one school district is expecting kids who are doing their schooling from home to follow a dress code. Yes, folks, a dress code. They cannot wear pajamas, slippers, hoodies, hats, sunglasses. This is what the, this, uh, one school district told these kids. They are not allowed to dress comfortably. Now, I could understand, you know, showing up in your birthday suit. No, you don't want to do that. Oh, and they they cannot do their work while sitting in bed. They have to sit at a desk or a table. Well, now, here comes another fun situation. A college decided, a college has backed off charges against a student who used a who used Trump photo a Trump photo on Zoom. Still claims Facebook posts broke rules. We hope this is not a Hill Stockton wants to wants to die on. The conservative group representing the students said, all right, now get a load of this, folks. So I'm going to bring up the article. A New Jersey college, oh, figures, New Jersey, liberal land, folks, liberal land. A New Jersey college has backed off five of the six student code of conduct charges it had leveled against a student who used a picture of President Trump as his Zoom background and wrote an allegedly inflammatory political Facebook post, but the school is still claiming the Facebook post constitutes disruptive behavior. Stockton University previously charged doctoral student Robert Delita with disruptive behavior, discrimination, harassment, hostile environment, harm, and bullying, and cyberbullying, but this week removed all of those charges but one, according to the Foundation for Individual Rights in Education. A conservative group representing it. The school, in a Tuesday letter, said that all of the original charges, including the ones still leveled against Delita were related to the Facebook post and not the Trump Zoom picture that started the chain of events leading to the Facebook post. The school still alleges that a Facebook post, Delita wrote saying that he would fight to the death for our country, was disruptive behavior which could lead to minimum punishments, including probation, 
community service and a fine. We appreciate that Stockton has rescinded the charges relating to Delita's choice of a Zoom background image and that the university will not punish him for it. FIRE, that's the age the organization, that's their, their acronym, their name actually, their initials for the uh, organization spells the word FIRE, yes. Well, FIRE said in a letter sent to Stockton University Tuesday, which did not acknowledge the school's claim all the original charges were only related to the Facebook post. In doing so, Stockton correctly recognizes that the First Amendment bars it from punishing Delita's protected speech. But the letter added that Fire does not believe that the fight to the death for our country post constitutes a threat or disruptive behavior and said that such rhetoric in the context Delita used it is also protected by the First Amendment. Yes, it is. Boasting a willingness to fight to the death for our country is rhetorical hyperbole often deployed to underscore the speaker's unwillingness to concede an argument or position. What? Fire said in a letter urging, excuse me, arguing that Stockton could not legally punish Delita for what he said. As a public university, Stockton must tread carefully on metaphorical political rhetoric. We hope that this is not the hill Stockton wants to die on. Delita, after using Trump as his Zoom background photo, during a class, got into a heated conversation with classmates in a group chat, according to internal Stockton documents published by FIRE. He left the group chat, but later published the Facebook post that would lead to the disciplinary charges against him. (gasps) Excuse me. Wow. I have gotten to the point that I have to say something. I love this country. We are a diverse yet assimilated population from all backgrounds. I believe all must have the same opportunities, and I commit to make that a priority, Delita said. Went on to say, beyond that, I am done with the leftist agenda of BLM and the white self-haters. I have seen I have seen it in action in my doc, in my doctoral class uh, classes, sorry, at Stockton and the general media. I'm not backing down. If we can't get past this, okay, I'm ready to fight to the death for our country and against those They want to take it down. I believe there are also many, sorry folks, I'm kind of phasing out here. I think the lack of sleep is finally catching up with me. 
Let me try and finish this. Uh, where was I at? I'm ready to fight to the death for our country and against those that want to take it down. I believe there are also many like me. Delita added in a comment. No, he didn't add that, folks. I'm surprised how many people are quiet. Maybe not. A comment to that post from a different person said, Bob Delita, that's what we do. Quiet. But we aim with precision. Boom. Done. No drama. The school then received complaints saying that the Trump photo on the Zoom call made students feel offended. Boo fucking who? They felt offended. Grow up from the neck up. Disrespected and taunted. What? Over a background image? Are you fucking for real? You're you're kidding, right? Honestly, you're, you're joking. All right. Well... There's more, folks. Uh, And that the response to Delita's post made some students feel concerned that Mr. Delita may have similar views and thoughts of violence. So if a person is speaking of defending their country, that's speaking violence. Good Lord, have mercy. Can't believe what I just read. The school investigated the complaints, which it said it is obligated to do when a report is made. It then pursued the charges against Delita, which a FAQ on its website notes that it is not obligated to do with every complaint. FIRE, the organization, has also argued that the school cannot legally punish Delita for the comments another person wrote on his Facebook post. The school confirmed the investigation and the validity of its Tuesday letter which FIRE published, but said it could not comment further, citing privacy laws. I am so sick and fucking tired of this anti-Trump bullshit. Okay? I really am. But the Foundation for Individual Rights in Education, or FIRE, 
you know, hopefully they're, they're, you know, they will, hopefully they'll back uh, Robert Delita all the way. Because I don't see where he did anything wrong. Use President Trump as a background image. Big deal. As long as he didn't put a, a as long as he didn't put a naked woman behind him, who gives a shit? Or they probably, oh, a naked woman would probably be acceptable. I, I, I'm sorry, a naked woman would be acceptable. A naked picture of Hillary Clinton would be would be offensive. A naked picture of any top ten supermodel would not be offensive. It would be a Oh boy! Oh, I'm sorry. I I I kind of digress. I digress there. My apologies, ladies and gentlemen. I know that's a terrible way to, but you know it's. Hey, what can I say? I'm a dude, and being a dude, you just do what dudes do. All right. Well, that's going to, uh, I'm going to call this a broadcast. I'm going to end it early tonight. Why? Because, well, we went into overtime on Blog Talk Radio, and Gunslinger is no longer with us on the phone lines. He's having, his, he's having some really bad issues. And I may as well, because I'm running out of gas rapidly. I'm literally falling asleep sitting here. So, I want to thank Gunslinger and all of my viewers and listeners, Cherokee Rose, Iggy Mom watching on their respective channels, They're Iggy Mom watching on DLive, and of course, Cherokee Rose watching by way of Periscope. And of course, all of you who have joined in, in archives, and there is going to be a lot of you out there joining in archives. You're going to see a, a funny, a fun side of me that was not intended, but it happens. When I'm this tired, oh boy. But anyway, for the comments I've made, that's the way it is from my perspective. I'm George Sinzer. Thank you for tuning in. Lord willing and the creek don't rise, we'll be here Thursday night for the Thursday night edition. Starting at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 Central, and 7 Pacific Time on the multiple broadcasting platforms used by the Firefox News Online Internet Broadcasting Network. Y'all be good, and if you can't be good, be careful. If you can't be careful, please, for the love of God, do not name it after me. Wow, as tired as I am, as tired as I am, I actually got that out without tripping over my own tongue. Okay. Well, uh, Kelly Ho, Charge, And here's the outro. Thank you for tuning in to Firefox News Online. Firefox News Online is a production of Firefox News Online Productions. Any rebroadcast, transcript, either in whole or in part, without the express written permission of Firefox News Online Productions and its owner, is expressly forbidden. Copyright 2020, all rights reserved. You can catch the links to Firefox News Online's broadcast by going to facebook.com slash FFNOIBN. 
That's Facebook.com slash F-F-N-O-I-B-N. For the Firefox News Online Internet Broadcasting Networks. Hey, we'd like to hear from you, so send your comments to comments at firefoxnewsonline.com. That's comments at firefoxnewsonline.com. Also, any stories or topic ideas you might have, we'd like to hear from you. Send to we Report at firefoxnewsonline.com. That's we Report at firefoxnewsonline.com. Again, thank you for tuning in to Firefox News Online. I'm George Sinzer. Thank you so much for being here. We'll catch you next time. So let it be written. So let it be done. Uh-huh.